This is Dennis Rundy. I am uh, hosting today a uh, special edition of Spirit Matters, found at spiritmatterstalk.com. I have the great pleasure of uh, interviewing my co-host and friend and colleague, uh, Phil Goldberg. Uh, new book out, Spiritual Practice for Crazy Times, uh, Powerful Tools to Cultivate Calm, Clarity, and Courage. And if these aren't crazy times, <clears throat> crazy times have never existed. And I don't say that lightly. It's very serious. Lives are at stake. Uh, people are under tremendous pressure. Uh, we're doing this recording on April 7th, 2020. Uh, we're in the middle of this pandemic, and uh, it's affecting everyone worldwide. And uh, yes, uh, it, it's important that we stay calm and make good decisions and, and, not, uh, and, and not feel more tension and stress than we have to. And uh, Phil's new book, uh, is what we'll be discussing today, and it will be out and available uh, April 14th as a online book. Will Phil explain that to us now? Okay, yes. Um, the book was originally scheduled for August, uh, and was written, obviously, last year, uh, long before the pandemic, but Times were crazy then, and we knew times were going to be crazy come this summer and fall with the election. And, you know, so it was a response to people, you know, feeling overwhelmed and uh, anxious and fearful and angry and all these things, you know, ever, you know, frankly, for the last, uh, you know, ever since the Trump era began. And so I wrote it with that in mind. Uh, and my publisher, Hay House, you know, uh, thought it would be a good idea. We're going to bring it out in uh, August. And it will still come out in August as a physical book. But when the pandemic hit, we realized no one realized how crazy the times would become so quickly. Um, and so they decided as a, a service because we feel the content is useful for people uh, to bring the book out as an ebook. So for your Kindle or your computer or your smartphone uh, as soon as possible. So uh, they're bringing it out on the 14th and from the 14th to the 19th, it's $1.99. So I wanted to do everything I could to let people know this. They'll find the book useful and they can you know, get it for two bucks. They can buy it as gifts for as many people as you know they can afford for two bucks each. And, um, you know, frankly, for me, <laughs> someone buying a book for two bucks doesn't give me very, you know, royalties really. But I just want it out there, and I want people to benefit from it. So thank you for inviting me on uh, the show yeah. I usually co-host. Anytime we are welcome to be our <laughs> guests. Uh, uh, <clears throat> no, and, and actually, I'm looking forward to the book because, hey, it is a crazy time. Uh, I'm not different than anybody else. I'm feeling, uh, you know, just stressed out about it. We all have family members everywhere, and, you know, uh, who knows what's next. Uh, people are glued to the TV, watching the 24-hour news cycle, which I'm not always—I'm uh, sh not sure—is always a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Because one can lose perspective. So the title of the spirit, spiritual practice for crazy times. You more than anybody I know, you know, having 
been the author of American Veda and and uh, the Life of Yogananda, uh, have familiarized yourself with everything that's out there in the world of spirituality. Not to mention our podcast, Spirit Matters Talk, which we we just we interview people from every walk of contemporary spiritual life. Um, what are some of the things you've discovered, and what are the, some of the things that you'll be uh, discussing in the book? Well, the book, uh, there's nine chapters in the book, and um, the, the, core, the core principle that I, I try to get across for people, and, I, and I'm anticipating that the reader will either be somebody who's relatively new to the spiritual path and also people who have, you know, veterans who've been on the spiritual path for many years and have been, you know, uh, this this era has come as a shock and, and um, they may need some uh, extra support and extra ideas uh, to fall back on. But the principal thing I want to let people know and remind people who already know it because uh, we forget so easily is that you know in when there's turbulence we all need a sanctuary we need refuge we need to take care of ourselves we need to protect ourselves and the the the, the most vital and secure sanctuary is the one within ourselves and so finding ways to return to our core self, that inner silence, that sacred uh, uh, refuge that exists within all of us, but that is usually overshadowed by our sensory experiences and our outer directed uh, attention. Um, that to me is the central thing I, I wanted to bring out. And there's a million ways to do that. And to me, as I'm sure for you, the, the key the central uh, strategy is to have a daily practice. And so well, I, let, let me ask you there, Phil. <clears throat> I think a lot of people listening in, uh, uh, and this is my first reaction when I was told about meditation many years ago, was that, look, I, I'm so wound up, especially now, I can't settle down. I can't think. I can't concentrate. Is this really going to help me? Yeah. And and that's exactly what gave rise to my doing the book. That What happened was, I don't know, over a year ago, I wrote a blog. Uh, occasionally, I write blogs on spirituality and health online. And I wrote a blog about the importance of spiritual practice when when the world is, is nuts. And because I would run into people who said what you did. Oh, yeah, I know I should meditate. I, I know I should do some yoga. I, I should do these things, but I'm, I'm too worked up. I'm too stressed. Um, and so I can't, you know, possibly settle down. Um, and, and the other reaction was from people who were really concerned about what's going on in the world and were very and active, either in you know political organizing or social work or something. They said, I, I don't have time for you know the, the indulgence of, of going inside and, and doing spirituality when there's so much to do in the world and, and the world is such a mess. And so I wrote a, a blog uh, about addressing both those people. In the, in the first case, it was 
No, it's when you're stressed and overwhelmed that you really need these practices more than ever. It's, you know, to say I don't have, uh, I can't settle down or I'm too stressed to meditate is like saying, you know, I'm too sick to go to the doctor. Right. Or I'm too dirty to shower. <clears throat> you know, it, it doesn't work that way. This is when we need it the most and we need the, the, the inner peace that it, these practices can bring and the calm and the, the settled mind. Um, right. Uh, uh, and, one and, thing I had, I yeah, had this somebody recently, you know, the, the, you know, the outer world is a reflection of what's going on in our lives, the collective body of people that make up the world. And, and we reach points like this where, as an average citizen, there's not much I can do to affect the external world unless I'm in the front line, you know, as a doctor or whatever, treating people that are ill. But the, the world is as it is. But what I can affect is my internal world. And right. uh, if people do that collectively, the external world should, in fact, uh, reflect that. So, I mean, so I think, I think it's a social responsibility as well as a personal exactly. responsibility to take care of yourself. Exactly. And that was addressing the, the second group of people, you know, because it, it, this people doing service in the world and and giving to the world and trying to change the world for the better. You know, you know, God bless those people. You know, they're they're wonderful and, and important, uh, but they need to take care of themselves, too, because there's this well-known phenomenon of uh, compassion overwhelm, where, you know, you, you burn yourself out trying to do good in the world, trying to help other people, and then you're of no use to those people. And so the, coming back and having spiritual practices that center you and bring you, uh, renew your energy, renew your clarity of mind, these are terribly important, even for people or especially for people, you know, doing good in the world. And at this moment, I mean, one of the things I've been saying, I've been interviewed a lot recently, and this is a, a time when we're all in this together. And, you know, whether you feel you can uh, make a big difference or not, and we're all limited in how much we can actually do right now, because we're we're physically isolating ourselves right. from other people. But, you know, even just reaching out to somebody who might be lonely on the phone or by Zoom right. or, you know, like uh, having a, a Zoom family reunion or something or, um, uh, you know, calling your neighbor and see if they need anything. You know, all of these things matter right now. We got texts from some of uh, neighbors on the block, our block, we don't know very well, but because <laughs> I'm in the high risk age group and they're yeah. young, you know, they said, do you need any shopping? And, and, and I thought, you know, that's, that's a nice. major contribution to the world, that kind of little gesture. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to build a community. Also, Phil, you said before you used the word isolation, Isolation is what's happening now. We're all isolated, or should be, uh, from other people, from uh, our communities and whatnot. And for a lot of people, this is a new experience, and it 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 it's lonely, it's stressful. It, uh, one starts, you know, uh, becoming bored, and and all of these things can happen. 
and a funny story. I, I was walking the, uh, walking at a distance the other day, and I, <laughs> I, I, I saw somebody, and uh, I said I yelled to them, "How are you doing?" And this is a guy that spent about four or five years of his life as a monk, and he said, "You know, I spent like five years practicing for this. This was <laughs> my life, so uh, it was easier for him." Yeah. And, and uh, part of uh, spiritual practice going inward uh, generally entails. Uh, some isolation, and, yeah, and yeah. this certainly helps with that. Not that you have to stay isolated, or only isolated people can be spiritual, but this is an opportunity to uh, to take the time that you probably promised yourself you would at some point yeah. to go more inward, to uh, delve into spirituality and whatnot. I couldn't and, agree and, uh, more. I mean, and one of the, frankly, one of the things in the book that I talk about, and and mind you, I didn't change anything in the book when the pandemic hit because we just want the book to be useful when mm. times are crazy for anybody at any time, and they can be. Um, so all I did was add one paragraph in the preface about the about this. But I I have things in there about you know, a variety of practices that can be brought in at any time uh, while you're busy, while you're doing stuff, uh, ways to reframe your perception of, of situations. And uh, I have a, a section about the importance of uh, taking um, retreats and, uh, you know, Sabbath, whether you do it in a formal religious sense or just on your own. And, and finding time in sacred spaces and, you know, creating those uh, more than just your regular spiritual practice, but times of extended uh, silence or peace and quiet. Uh, you know, there's a reason things like Sabbaths were invented. And now we're, they're almost being enforced on us. And, I, you know, I, there are several ways of looking at that one is you know this is a fabulous opportunity to uh, engage more deeply in your regular spiritual practices to extend them to take more time at them take a day of silence you know to uh, you know really turn inward and and introspect in the, the larger sense of, of that word at the same time i think it's important for us to all remember that anybody who has that opportunity, anybody who's in a comfortable home and uh, has the resources and has the space and the, the frame of mind to make this a sacred opportunity um, is very privileged. And we should, you know, one of the spiritual practices we can all engage in is to have a sense of exceptional gratitude if we have that opportunity because there's people really suffering out there right, and, right. And, and there's people in pain and who are dying and people who are not going to be able to pay their bills and people who can't feed their children and wait till this starts hitting third world countries i just came back from india a couple of months ago and now india is locked down and that place you know they have they live in much more dense, densely populated areas. There's much more poverty. The infrastructure isn't good. There's going to be a lot of suffering in the world. So this is migrant workers that are stuck in locations. That's right. Yes. And Phil, tell us about some of the tools that uh, the 
that you you go into in the book probably in greater detail than you can do now. Oh, much uh, in the book that <laughs> that, that, that are yeah. that are helpful because that would be my question. What are some of the tools and well, they, uh, what okay. I did was um, there's eight chapters with methods and and one chapter on what I call sacred citizenship of the importance at the end of giving back and helping you know, make the world a, a more sane place to the extent we can. And the the methods vary from, you know, uh, uh, forming a regular spiritual practice centered around some form of meditation. I have a whole chapter on that. And and I, I, I talk about also having practices to do before meditation, to do after meditation. And then depending on your own spiritual orientation, you might have devotional practices, prayer that comes from your tradition or that you invent on your own, uh, devotional music. Uh, there's all kinds of things. And of course, uh, yoga practices, breathing practices. And then I, I have a, a, a whole a sort of guidelines for creating a spiritual inventory of things you can do in different time frames. So if you have like you're you're feeling overwhelmed, you have you could take a five minute break from work. What can you do in that five minutes mm -hmm. to bring you back to your your center mm -hmm. and to make a list of these things that work for you? It could be, you know, I'm going to just turn on this song that does it for me it could be i'm going to uh, get i'm going to get on the floor and do a, a few yoga asanas it could be i'm going to do this breathing practice i only have a couple of minutes it could mean i well i have 10 15 minutes i'm going to go take a walk in the park i'm going to put on my earphones and and listen to uh chanting whatever it may be and then if you have a day if you have you know a few hours if you have a week so I, I, I have people sort of take an inventory and just write down things that uh, can be regarded as spiritual practices, whether they're usually understood that way, like, you know, prayer or chanting, uh, or whether they're just things that are sacred to you mm -hmm. because they put you back in touch with you know, your deepest essence, you know, for some people, you know, sacred music means listening to Gregorian chants or hymns or, uh, or Sanskrit kirtan, but it could be, you know, listening to Bob Dylan or Beyonce or whatever, if it really moves you and, and uplifts you. Uh, so I, I, I have them, I give them guidelines for creating this kind of um, spiritual time management of, you know, creating a repertoire. I talk about uh, other people and the importance of community and the importance of spiritual companions uh, and and spiritual organizations. The the ups and downs of uh, pitfalls and and pleasures of being involved in those. Those are a little more difficult to deal with at this time of. Of social isolation, but nevertheless, they're there even virtually. And when this is over, they'll still be there. And I talk about finding ways to, when you're out and about, you know, visiting sacred places, creating safe harbors, uh, you know, sort of 
finding ways to take shelter from the storm. And there's a whole bunch of stuff about when things happen, when in the immediate aftermath of, of uh, you know, a shock, uh, uh, something bad happening, some stress, you know, something you see on the news, how to immediately intervene and, and you know, get some access to that uh, inner peace. You know, over time, I think even people like you and me who've been meditating for 45, 50 years, we find that, you know, we're a little bit more calm, a little more, we have more equanimity when stuff happens than we did in the past. Mm -hmm. But it's not perfect. We still freak yeah. out. We still get pissed off. We still get angry. We still get overwhelmed. But we also recover more quickly than we would have in the past. And right. so there's ways to aid that process, uh, especially for people who haven't been at these practices for 50 years. Let, let, let me, uh, one other thing, Phil, I want to mention is a lot of people listening in, uh, there's, you know, in different categories, like some, some people like have a, a good sized house and maybe they live by themselves or with their partner. And there's plenty of opportunity to find quiet and peace and they have a backyard and all that. And then there's people uh, that are living with their partner, uh, two young kids, they just lost yeah. their job, and dog in the house, you know, so, and they're living in a small apartment in New York City or Chicago or San Francisco or L.A. or whatever, uh, or anywhere in the country. And, and, you know, for them, the stress level is really intense. Yes. Uh, the ability to be by yourself is very limited. And they're really at their wit's end, not to mention that they've lost their job. They're going to lose their health insurance. Uh, and... and how uh, would you recommend or in your book do you get into how even somebody in that situation can, can help develop that inner silence, that, that calm that's very necessary for the current situation yeah. and what you're going to have to deal with going forward? Yeah, and, and, and you're absolutely right. And I, you know, did not address that kind of thing specifically because who knew this was going to happen? But at the same time, everything in the book and everything, you know, all the spiritual teachers uh, address um, can be applied to those mm -hmm. situations. You just and we've all run into it, even right. when times are good. I remember mm -hmm. when I used to teach, you know, uh, meditation when I was teaching TM back in the 70s, uh, you know, even uh, even very well off people would complain they're too busy, their kids are annoying, they can't find a, a, a place to meditate. But you work it out. And, and some of this has to do with the family dynamics. If you're all in it together and you all realize the value of these things, you find a way to work it out. Uh, right. You you look at the kids. You deal with the kids now. Go play with them. I'm going to you know do my spiritual practices. Give me 20 minutes, and then I'll we'll switch. You right. know, there's there's always ways, and it, it's a little harder now because you can't say, well, you know, uh, honey, you stay with the kids now. I'm going to go to the library or the church down the street and and you know sit and have some silence you can't do that now you now can't I'm, I'm gonna go to the closet yeah uh, that's the, exactly thing, right. it gives us the opportunity up to on the it. roof yeah no matter how bad any of us feel it's going you know or how annoyed we are with the situation it gives us uh, uh an opportunity to v develop the feelings uh, of compassion yes very much part of spirituality because there are people there that that are just really going through it, 
you know, people that have family members that have died or are ill with the virus or have it themselves, or, you know, their job situation is uh, uh, come to an end and they, they don't know how they're going to move forward. You know, that that's the time we really have for them to go inward. These tools are very important, but also for us to really start feeling right. gratitude for our situation, also compassion and start thinking, what can we do? How do we develop as a community? I think all of these can be uh, put under the umbrella of a spiritual practice. I kind I couldn't agree more. There's a lot about that in in the book, and it, at this time, uh, I mean, service and giving and exercising compassion, getting out of your own self interest and your ego to do something for someone who needs you. These are spiritual practices, and and this is a time we can do them even under these weird circumstances. I just saw a thing the other night where this kid in the fourth grade in Boston was sewing masks, face masks, to give to healthcare providers. She's home from school. She knows how to use a sewing machine. Fourth grader. And I thought, this is, you know, a saintly impulse. This is, you know, a sacred uh, feeling that arose in this child to give to these people and do something of service. And I thought, you know, that's a spiritual act. It doesn't get any more spiritual than that in terms of coming out into the world, you know, after your spiritual practices. What can we do? What can we give? And that that's, you know, that's that impulse of... Uh, established in yoga perform action mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's what kind of action what can, right. what is what is the your dharma what is your mm-hmm. uh, gift to the world that's also a spiritual thing and so i i couldn't agree more right. uh, phil any any final words you'd like to share and also please explain very clearly to our listeners how they get the book uh, yeah remind them it's only going to be a dollar 99 uh, a great opportunity. Take advantage of it. And, uh, you know, lots of people have lots of time on their hands right now. Yes. So, well, uh, I'll, take repeat, advantage of that time. I'll repeat what I said at the beginning. Uh, the book, uh, Spiritual Practice for Crazy Times, the physical book, the official publication date is uh, August 4th. Perhaps you'll have me back on your show then, Dennis. Perhaps, perhaps. And, and, uh, but mm-hmm. we're rushing out the ebook version. So anywhere you, you buy uh, ebooks, Amazon or any of the other online booksellers, you can download the book starting on April 14th. And uh, between then and the 19th, it's only $1.99. So please, I, I would, you know, it sounds. Uh, self-serving but i i want to encourage everybody to buy several copies buy you know 100 whatever and give them to people right, right. who who might not know about the book or how, how do you uh, how do you if i wanted to buy 10 copies and give copies to 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 nine people how do you go about doing you, that you, it's easy on uh, at least on i'm sure all the online booksellers are, are are like this but on amazon there's a a button that says you know do you want to give this as a gift and for an ebook you just need instead of a physical address you need an email address so Great. and and you can do that and uh, so i want to encourage people to do that after the 19th 
uh, starting on the 20th, it'll still be available as an ebook. So people hearing this interview uh, in May or whatever, uh, they can still get the ebook. It'll just be the regular price, probably you know nine or ten bucks. Um, but in this short window, it's only two, and that's why I'm so grateful you invited me on, Dennis. Well, you know, I spoke to our, uh, <laughs> our committee of uh, our, our, our guest committee, and and uh, we we decided to go with it in a five to four vote. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> so I encourage people to get the book. Spiritual Practice for Crazy Times, Powerful Tools to Cultivate Calm, Clarity, and Courage. It's all posted up on the, on the website. And also, it's a great time to listen to Spirit Matters, found at spiritmatterstalk.com. Uh, you know, we, we cover all areas of contemporary spirituality. We have great guests on, and uh, take advantage of it. Well, yes. Phil? We have an archive of a couple of hundred or more. Uh, this is a good uh, opportunity to listen in. Great. And uh, until next time. Thank you, Dennis. Thanks right, for thank inviting you. me. <laughs> Wait. <laughs>